I'm calling this the joy of missing out. So sometimes when we say no to things, we've got to appreciate and accept that we're going to miss out on that. As an example, I said no to having a job anymore and went and started my own business. I have to miss out on a guaranteed salary every month. I have to miss out on having a boss to go and moan to sometimes. I have to miss out on having colleagues. So this is about the joy of missing out. It's about owning your decisions. It's about not being a victim to your own emotional world because of the decisions that you've made. It can be scary and intimidating and uncertain to say no to things in life and in business. But this is about the joy of missing out. When you're creating a life that is aligned with you and what you want and what your likes are, which by the way, is probably very different to what society is telling you or what your best mate has or what is expected because your family say that that's the right thing. Yeah, when you're creating a life that is what you want it to be, what does that mean that you need to be brave enough to say no to? Sometimes we want to not do something anymore, but we sort of like the comfortableness of it. What can we start saying no to more intentionally in life and in business? Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I have a free mini workshop for you. Today I want to talk to you about JOMO, the joy of missing out. Where this episode has come from is I was doing a little bit of truth seeking within myself. It's just journaling. Like... It's just journaling. But I think that a lot of the time when it's just me and pen and paper, it's the most honest that I can be with myself. I know that that's the same for a lot of you too. And so I thought, oh, there's some questions that I'm asking myself here that are challenging me. There are some questions that I'm asking myself here that I'm finding really hard to answer. And I know that when I find those questions for myself, I know that I have hit upon something. What matters is that you get from it what you came for. So let me be very, very clear what this is about so that you know whether this is something that you want to stick around for or not. Where this came from was, I wrote this down in my journal and I want to share it with you. It says, a no from me is an opportunity for someone else and creating energetic space creates an opportunity for something else. So let me start there because it sounds like a riddle. So the first bit, a no from me. And no from me is an opportunity for someone else. There's context to this. And no from me is an opportunity for someone else. And no from me to help is an opportunity for someone else to step in and help. And no from me to enjoy something is an opportunity to give that joy, experience and joy to someone else. And no from me to earn something, respect, validation, what's the word for like people being impressed with you, money, and no from me to earn something is an opportunity for someone else. Now you might be sitting there thinking, why would you say no to helping? Why would you say no to enjoying something? Why would you say no to earning something? And that's what this whole episode or whole workshop is about. You say no to something when it isn't right for you, when it's not aligned for you. And I think that so many of us are walking around in our lives and in business saying a silent yes to things that aren't really aligned to us. And I know within me what that creates and it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And I'm going to I'm going to go through that a little bit later. So that's the first bit and no from me is an opportunity for someone else. And the prompts that I'm going to give you to reflect to go away and reflect on later on, they are going to cover that. Where in your life and where in business are you not saying no 
and therefore clinging onto something when if we weren't in fear and if we weren't in scarcity, actually someone else could come along and take that. You all know the score. You all know when you've been in a job and you're like, this is the most shittest job in the world. I do not like working for these people. I do not like the job that I'm doing. And you leave and someone else comes and takes that job and thinks it's the best job in the whole wide world. <laughs> or you've been with a sexual partner and things have just broken down. You're not happy. You don't want to be with that person anymore. And then someone else comes along when you've split up and gets with that person is like, and they're like the happiest couple in the world. And that's sort of the point here. It's not saying that the things you're saying no to are wrong or bad. Maybe they are for you. It's what is and what is not aligned to you. And then the second thing that I wrote down that I thought was worth sharing was the next bit that I said before. Creating energetic space creates an opportunity for something else. And that's sort of a lead on from what I've just explained. I know for me is an opportunity for someone else. But then for me, creating energetic space creates an opportunity for something else. So when I say no to something, although it can be scary, and I'm going to go through that in this workshop today, although it can be scary to say no to something in life, in business, for the reasons that I've just explained, because you're worried that nothing else is going to come and take its place, that you're worried about being alone, that you're worried that if you don't help in that scenario, no one else will, all of the things. But when we create energetic space, when we say no to the right things for us to say no to, it actually creates space within us for something else. The biggest challenge I feel for a lot of us is we don't know what that something else is going to be. Sometimes when we say no to something, like the examples that I gave before, maybe you're saying no to being with a partner, maybe you're saying no to a job or a career route that you've followed, whatever it is. Sometimes when we say no, we're creating this void and most of us, me included, feel really fucking scared in that void. We don't know what is going to come and fill that void up. We don't know if that void is ever going to get filled. We don't know who we're going to be without that thing now in our lives. We don't know. We don't know. And so it can be a scary and uncertain place and therefore it can lead us to clinging. I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this, but currently it is the end of November 2022. And I think that this is the time of year where it's very easy to make decisions that are not aligned with you. You hear it talked about a lot, taking aligned action, make sure that you take aligned action. But aligned to what? <laughs> you can take aligned action to being an arsehole and what that's going to look like is cutting someone up on the motorway and then sticking two fingers up at them like it was their fault. You can take aligned action out of being fearful that money's going to run out. Well, think about what that action might look like, you know? So I think the first thing that's important to say is when I've written that down, now is a time of year where it's very easy to make decisions that aren't aligned to you. I mean, in a whole host of ways, I mean, well, firstly, let's address, you know, this kind, this time of year, there's lots of social events and um, purchasing decisions and food and alcohol and being around people who you might not normally be around. There's loads of those kinds of misalignments that can happen at this kind of time of year. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this time of year, I, I often find that this is also the time of year where 
we're making career choices, we're looking back over the year and we're being prompted to. Like there's a lot, if, depending on what or who you follow online, there's a lot of chat, isn't there, about like looking back over the year, planning for the upcoming year. And so a lot of people at this stage start making or start considering choices around their career and their New Year's Eve goals, um, resolutions, stuff like that. And to me, it all falls under the same umbrella. It all is about how we spend our time. It's the choices around how we're spending our time. And if you are, depending on what space you are in, that will make an impact on the decisions and the choices that you are making and therefore will impact inevitably the way that you are spending your time. So if all, any of the examples that I gave you earlier on when I read those things out and it was like, well, if it's, if it, if it's a no from me, it's an opportunity for someone else. And when I create energetic space, it creates an opportunity for something else to come in. When you think about that and the way that might play out, depending on what you're aligning with, which I'm going to go into, it can actually look like you making choices that don't serve you, that don't serve you and yourself, the, the well-being of yourself, the direction that you want to be headed in. If you are creating your business, it can have, like I know from personal experience, it can have a massive impact when you are creating from a misaligned place. And it can be really deceiving because sometimes when you are creating things, people can love what you're creating and it might pay really well, but that doesn't mean that it's right. And only you know that. And that's exactly what all of this is about. All of these things reflect the way that we spend our time because there are decisions, there are choices, and we play those decisions and choices out, whether you are making them consciously or unconsciously. So what this can result in when we make decisions and choices unconsciously from a misaligned place, it can result in, in the moment, unhappiness, restlessness, and dissatisfaction. You might put other words on it like frustration, stuckness. Think of your word and apply it. Where in life and in business do you feel stuck, restless, unhappy, dissatisfied? And why might that be? These aren't the prompts yet. I'm just warming you up. Next one. It can result in the feeling of being out of control, like someone or something else is the primary authority of you. I am all for asking for people's opinions. I am all for seeking the guidance of those who are willing to be brave and honest with me. I am all for respecting other people and what they can bring to the table that is my life and asking for their input. I am all for that. But notice the wording that I've chosen is specific. The feeling of being out of control or like someone or something else is the primary authority of you. The primary authority of you. Where look around in life and in business, whose opinion do you reach for when you're not feeling sure? Whose validation do you look for when you're feeling insecure? Whose acceptance do you seek when you're struggling to accept yourself? Whose permission or encouragement do you look to when you actually really need that permission and encouragement and give it to yourself? And these are all really tricky questions to answer. It requires an insane amount of self-honesty for you to actually get this real with yourself. That's the encouragement, yeah? But for now, we're just, we're listening to the questions. 
we're having a think. So if you need to pause this workshop or if you need to pause the episode, like depending on how you're listening or watching it, do that, like take these questions and actually think, is there anyone that I feel I place as the primary authority over myself? Is there anywhere in my life or in business that I feel out of control because I'm looking to someone or someone else to validate my decisions? The next thing that it can result in is something that I don't think is an actual thing. And it's, I've called it a misaligned action hangover. When we are making choices and decisions that are not, when I say out of alignment, I mean like we didn't really want to say yes to that and we said yes to it. And don't get me wrong, there are some things that are obligations. I'm not talking to that in this episode today. Like sometimes I really don't want to make tea. But sometimes my son's not going to eat if I don't. You know, it's like, I'm not talking about your obligations, your real true obligations. I'm talking about the social event that you really didn't want to go to. The time that you, the years that you wore heels and you really didn't want to wear heels. And you did, you wore heels because that was what everyone did. And you really didn't want to. I'm talking about the food and the alcohol that you consume or whatever that you consume, the news, social media, you consume it but your body is something saying, oh no, I don't really like this. Or maybe it's career choices for you. Maybe your business is going in a certain direction and you're like, no, this doesn't feel right, but it feels too scary to make any other choice. When I say a misaligned action hangover, what I mean is that feeling that you get when you've said yes to something and you really meant no. Or that feeling when you've gone and spent energy with someone or on something and you come away from it and you feel completely depleted, right? So I think we all know this concept if you've been around here for a little while, you all know that I've talked about this in the Inner Work Conversation before where some things you could give eight hours to it, 10 hours, 12 hours to it, and you just wouldn't be tired. That's this work for me. I could sit here and talk to you guys and I wouldn't be tired because I'm talking about things that... I know light me up and I know that if you're sitting on the other end of this doing this work, I can connect to that feeling of you discovering your own truths and feel energized by that. However, if you sat me down for the same amount of time, so I'm not spending any more or any less time on it and got me to do my tax return, I am going to be drained. I am going to be depleted, right? I could use other nuanced examples. I don't need to. I've got my point across. A misaligned action hangover is exactly that feeling. It's the feeling that you get when you you suggest to something and you meant no, or you've gone and you've actually gone and done it. You've gone and invested your time and energy in it, and actually you've now you pay the price. You drain from it, or or worse maybe, right? And I don't just want you to be like, oh yeah, I know what she means. I want you to actually start the juices flowing of when do I do that. When does that occur for me? That, that's what I want. And then the last um, thing that I can see that it results in is probably the most important one. And that is, it sounds very dramatic. So, but I mean it. And it is a destruction in trust with self and others. So sometimes when we aren't, when we're taking action, that is misaligned, when we're doing things that is coming from people pleasing or fear or scarcity, when we are doing those things, particularly day in, day out, and we're going along with it, and it's not really what we want in life or in business, 
what we're doing over time is we're causing distrust within ourselves. And when you start to distrust yourself because you're feeding yourself these lines about the things that you like or the things that you'll tolerate and the things that you don't, it doesn't, by the way, I'm, what I'm not saying here is go around with a big, massive pair of life and business scissors and snip everything out that you, you're just not very happy with. I don't mean that. What I mean is start allowing yourself the honesty of, well, would I like that? Do I like that? Do I like to work in that way? Might, if, if I look back in 10 years time, would I be happy with that? Because ultimately over time, the person whose trust we most need is our own. When my clients come to me, one of the things that I notice is they've not been honest with themselves for that long that the intimacy that we should have with ourselves has been broken, broken down, not broken completely, broken down. And so over the course of us working together, it's pretty much a series of me asking them questions, recording our conversations, allowing them to listen back to them, look themselves in the eye, hear their own truth, hear where they're being not honest with themselves and invite in vulnerability. And to be that honest with yourself, to, to be that intimate with yourself, it takes for vulnerability because you're going to be looking sometimes in the mirror at something that you may have built in your own life that you don't really like. And when you see that, you can't unsee it. So sometimes that takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to do that work. And that's the work that I'm inviting you to do too. So let's move on to the prompts. That's the context of this. I'm just going to have a quick sip of coffee and then we're going to move into the prompt. Here are the prompts for you. What do you do in life or in business? Because you feel in some way that it's impressive to others. Let me repeat that. What do you do in life or in business? And you're doing it because you feel in some way it impresses others. Pause the episode here. Take some time to journal that out. And a very similar question with a slightly different nuance. So we're moving on, on you to pause. What do you do in life and business because you feel it is expected? Like we've all built up unwritten rules with the people around us. and we operate as though those rules can't be broken. You know, well, you're the one who takes the bins out. Yeah, but that doesn't have to be forever. <laughs> what if I really, what if taking the bins out is the worst part of my week? And actually you don't mind it. Can we swap a chore? That's a very silly example, but maybe true for you. What do you do? Because you feel in some way it's expected. And the answer to this question might be, you might find that it's like lots of, many actions that have built up over time, that they're now just the, unex the unsaid rules that we have with each other in life and in business. So you might apply this to the way that you work in your workplace or the way that you work with your clients or the way that you work with your family. Pause the episode here and have a little think about that. And then the next question, who or what are you blaming or making the villain for stealing your time or choices? Who or what are you blaming or making the villain for stealing your time or your choices? This question requires a lot of honesty. Who do you blame or speak about like they're a villain for removing your time or removing your ability to choose? I know from personal experience, I used to blame my bosses. I used to blame, you know, our financial obligations. I used to blame, you name it. I used to blame it. 
it's true. This whole thing has come from my own self-reflection today. So I think if I'm still honest, I, I do still do this. I think I'm just more skilled in catching myself before I take action from that place. So I can still make things the villain of stealing my time or stealing my choices. And especially like when it's your own business, you've built it, you're the one who has built it. And so if you've built this structure and then you're going, well, I can't do the things I want to do because there's this business over here. It puts you even further in a position of responsibility and taking a lot of self-accountability for the decisions that you are making. Okay, next question. What do you say yes to, to avoid potential judgment or rejection? And again, going back to the beginning of this workshop, it doesn't matter what level you come at this with. You might be coming at this from a business career level, or you literally might be coming at this from a, it's an early Christmas, social gatherings, purchasing decisions, etc. doesn't matter what you're talking about. The question is still the question. So again, what do you say yes to, to avoid potential judgment or rejection? Sometimes when we've got a fear or a worry within us, or maybe a, a bit of self-doubt within us, sometimes when we from that place and we don't actually explain ourselves very well, it can cause other people to fill the gaps in the void of what we hold back with their own interpretation of what's going on with us. And so you might be pleasantly surprised if you do share what's really going on with the people around you. Obviously, base it on your own inner authority and judgment. But you might be pleasantly surprised. You know, sometimes when we when we say, do you know what, I've been saying yes to this, but actually, and I've been saying yes to it because I've been worried that you guys are going to be upset with me or sometimes you'll be really pleasantly surprised what can happen when you come clean with yourself and then with others. Next question. What do you wish you were doing or maybe doing more of, but you don't because of doubt or fear? I'll repeat the question. What do you wish you were doing or doing more of, but you don't because of doubt or fear? Pause, pause it here, answer that. To me, that's a day's worth of self-reflection. <laughs> I could literally spend, no, not a day, that's a massive exaggeration. I could spend a good 45 minutes with that question alone. So I'll move on so that we can wrap this up um, and keep it hopefully within 40 minutes. Um, okay, so let me give you my ending questions for you. So they were the main ones for you to really have a think about. Now let me um, now let me give you some ones to finish up on. What does it feel like when you don't own your own choices? What does it feel like when you don't own your own choices? And I hope that you know what I mean by now. Like I've given you a lot of context in this workshop today. Um, so hopefully you understand what I mean when I say that when you don't own your own choices is so So just to be clear, like I'm not talking about, um, I don't know, like maybe you're someone who is listening to this, who doesn't have a choice about certain things because um, in some way, shape or form, you're repressed in something like you, you, there's a certain rule in your religion or there's something that you are controlled by. So please know I'm, I'm not talking to that here. I'm talking to when you do have choice, when it is an unsafe, literally unsafe for you to have choice, what does it feel like when you don't own your own choices? 
So if I give you a personal example, when I was in employment and I felt stuck and I felt like I was in a cage made by myself, I've worked so hard in this career to get to where I wanted to be. And it felt like a cage that I couldn't get out of because it felt like a waste of time if I quit. It felt like I was going backwards um, because of the salary expectations and our you know, financial obligations as a family. And actually, all of those things were lies. They were lies that I was telling myself. And so when I wasn't owning my own choices, it felt dishonest with myself. But I couldn't see that at the time. And so it takes sometimes for you to do this work to be like, oh, okay, I can see what I'm doing. And it doesn't feel good when I don't own my own choices. How? Next question. How does it feel when you justify your choices or fib about them to yourself and to others? So this is about when you don't tell yourself the truth or when you don't tell others the truth, right? So instead of literally saying, I know I said I would come next Friday and I'm really sorry to let you down, but I've changed my mind. You know, I, I was making that decision because... Maybe I was in a certain headspace or I was feeling, you know, extroverted or maybe at the time I I wanted to go, but now I don't want to go. How does it feel when you don't do that, but you justify your choices to yourself and others? Basically, you convince yourself that the thing that you said that you wanted, you wanted and you're convincing yourself of that when actually it's not true. Next question. What are the false benefits to you being dishonest with yourself? What are the false benefits to you being dishonest with yourself? Sometimes when I say false benefits, people haven't heard of this concept before, so let me explain it. The false benefits of something is the benefit that you get that isn't really a benefit. So as an example, if I said, I'm going to take on coaching my son's football team and, um, the benefits to that is, you know, I get everyone's admiration. I get other people being really happy with me. I get all of these things, but they're all false benefits because I never wanted to do it in the first place. And it feels burdensome and I'm not even qualified to do it. And I feel completely out of my depth. Then all of those things are false benefits. Yeah. Let me give you another one. If I continue to eat shit food that is making it hard for my body to be healthy, there are false benefits to me doing that. The false benefits to me eating that shit food is it feels good in the moment. It might be masking some sort of emotional stuff that I've got going on. What are the false benefits to you not being honest with yourself? Next question. What might change if you were honest about what you wanted or what you like? So we've gone into the darkness. Let's now come into the light. <laughs> this this is helping you to see like, oh, but what are the benefits of me being honest with what I want and what I like? So Think about all of the things that we talked about in this workshop today, all the way from in your work and in your business to the foods you eat and what you consume, all the way through to who you spend your time with, social events, purchasing decisions. I remember working with a lady and when she lived at home, she told her dad that she was really into sharks because I think it was like a a throwaway statement. Like, you know, I'd love to go diving with sharks one day. And every year following on her birthday, her dad would always get her a shark gift. (laughs) And she didn't have the heart to say, oh, it was just like a throwaway statement. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not really keen generally on sharks. And so, you know, what might change if she was really honest about what she really liked or what she really wanted? 
if she said to her dad, look, I'm not that into shark, she might get presents that she likes. <laughs> and then the last couple of questions and we're going to wrap it up here. Oh, I like this one. How might your relationships strengthen if you were honest about what you wanted, what you liked, what you didn't like? How might your relationships strengthen? Where I'd like you to start with this particular question is, how might the relationship with yourself strengthen if you were really honest with yourself about what you liked, what you didn't like? Remembering that I'm calling this the joy of missing out. So sometimes when we say no to things, we've got to appreciate and accept that we're going to miss out on that. As an example, I said no to having a job anymore and went and started my own business. I have to miss out on a guaranteed salary every month. I have to miss out on having a boss to go and moan to sometimes. <laughs> I have to miss out on having colleagues. So this is about the joy of missing out. It's about owning your decisions. It's about not being a victim to your own emotional world because of the decisions that you've made, right? So how might your relationship with yourself and then others strengthen if you were more honest with yourself? And then the last question, to wrap us up is this. From everything that you've uncovered today, what can you be more intentional about saying no to? So going all the way back, this is about the joy of missing out, right? So if it's about the joy of missing out, sometimes we want to not do something anymore, but we sort of like the comfortableness of it maybe. What can we start saying no to more intentionally? And it doesn't have to be as dramatic as your job. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. So the question again, from what we've uncovered today, what can you be more intentional about saying no to in life and in business, whether that's over this Christmas period or just in life generally? Maybe you're listening to this way, way into the future and it's not festive season. Who knows? So it doesn't matter. These questions still apply. What can you be more intentional about saying no to now that we've done this work together. So with that, I hope that this has served you by way of helping you to uncover areas that you might not be being really honest with yourself. That very first thing that I said, a no from me is an opportunity for someone else and create an energetic space, create an opportunity for something else to step in. It can be scary and intimidating and uncertain to say no to things in life and in business. But this is about the joy of missing out. When you're creating a life that is aligned with you and what you want and what your likes are and the specifications of what you know perfect looks like to you, which by the way is probably very different to what society is telling you or what your best mate has or what is expected because your family say that that's the right thing. Yeah, when you're creating a life that is what you want it to be, what does that mean that you need to be brave enough to say no to? Oh, that's a good question. You can make that your end one. Before I throw any other questions, in. I hope that this has served you today. It's certainly served me. Lots of truth has come out from these exercises for me. So as always, please never forget that I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.